Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cammie Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Today, I am with one of my favorite people, actually. Do you know that I call you Lori KPR? Like when I talk about you, like it's not Lori. It's not even Lori K. It's Lori KPR. It's the whole thing. Lori KPR is here, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. You, I mean, you know how I feel about you. My favorite. No, tell me. Tell me how you feel about me. I I told you I wanted this podcast to be about me interviewing you. Because I feel like, yes, everybody knows about your life because you're so, you know, you're so open and everything on your Instagram. But I feel like because we know each other outside of Instagram, like there's still so much more that people don't know about you. Well, what about being a little bit mysterious? Like, I'm not mysterious at all. And I always say this. My dream would be to be mysterious and soft spoken. I'm neither. But like, even the little bit of mystery, I have to try so hard to like really not share the amount of times I pooped today. Like it takes everything in me to not be like, you guys, I just peed. I just brushed my teeth. Like it's like no one cares. You don't have to share everything. But Lori is the sweetest. How did we even connect for the first time? So it's funny because, you know, I'm from Montreal. I live in Montreal and we have and I'm Jewish. I live in a very small Jewish bubble here in Montreal. And my friends have been my friends since I'm five or six years old. And none of them, when I say none of them, literally none of them watch reality television. They don't understand anything that I do. However, they're obsessed with you and they follow you. And that's the only thing that excites them. Like I literally, my best friend was like, when they saw that picture of me and you in New York out for dinner, 
my phone was blowing up. I mean, I even got you to FaceTime. Wait, we face it. We FaceTime her. Wait, they don't care about real. What? They sound boring, Lori. What do you mean? They don't watch any reality TV. They don't care about celebrity stuff. So what do they like about me? The Hilaria HB2. They just oh, love yeah. watch. I mean, they find you hilarious just in your everyday life. That's so nice. I that sounds I I know that I can't expect every person I'm friends with to be passionate about the stuff that I am, but it makes it hard. You know, it makes it hard when it's like, okay, I don't expect you to watch, you know, Bachelor in Paradise and know who Mari and Kenny are, but like I expect you to like know basic shit. You know, if you're gonna be like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal isn't married, or like just not know basic things, and like I'm not sure at this point in my life that I, cause even my husband who like really doesn't give a shit, he's in the loop. Cause like he lives with me. He's in, I can't, I can't be like associated with people that are outside of the loop or think it's stupid or think it's like really, you know, not interesting because it really is. You know what I mean? I just saw this girl that I follow that she's like actually like a revolve girl. And I don't usually follow any revolve girls, but she posted to her close friends. I don't care about celebrity gossip, but like Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian is really interesting. And I was like, you don't care about celebrity gossip, bitch. You fucking respond to my stories all the time about celebrity gossip. And she's like, no, I really don't. But with you, it's it's different, but it's funny. But how do we connect for the first? I'm trying to think like, what was our first D? Well, okay. If you guys don't know, Lori represents, she's in PR, obviously, Lori KPR. She represents tons of people from reality television, a lot of Bachelor people, Vanderpump Rules people. That's funny. What about like housewives people? No. So I, I used to, I used to work a lot with Jill Zarin. I worked with Aviva Drescher. I mean, I'm older. So, you know, we're going back to the best time during the housewives. I did work with them earlier in my career, but no, I mean, I, I started working with people from the bachelor and Vanderpump rules and some people from big brother and kind of my niche has just been this in, in those categories, I want to say. That's so wild. Did, were you like an avid reality TV fan? Totally. Totally. Mm. So you were like, it would be fun to work with clients that are in this world. Well, I've just always, always been obsessed with Hollywood. Like since I can remember, I, I remember being 10 years old and getting allowance for the first time every week, my parents would give me $10 or maybe at the time it was $5, but it got me enough to be able to go to, we call it here in Montreal, like the Depener, but I think for in the US it's called the 7-Eleven. I used to go to the 7-Eleven and save up to buy an in-touch magazine. And I would just, you know, look through it and I was obsessed with everything going on. I knew about everything. I was like 10 or 12 years old. And since then, I always said I was more interested in the behind the scenes. So I'd see the beautiful girls on the red carpet, but I wanted to know like, how did they get there? How did they know what to say in their interviews? And since I knew what a publicist was, since I was little, I was always, I'm going to be a publicist one day. And I remember I come from a family of professionals. You know, my brother has every degree, CA, CFA, everything under the sun, my dad too. But yeah, they're like, okay, Lori, you go to LA and be a publicist. But wait, so you did, you went to LA like physically? Yeah. So after I graduated university here in Montreal, I moved to LA and I really like, as they say, I really started from the ground up. I went with barely any money. I saved what I was able to save doing some telemarketing, fast tracking before I left. 
And I got an internship at a big PR firm there where we were representing television stars at the time, like Eva Longoria. She was on Desperate Housewives, Mel B from the Spice Girls. She was on Dancing with the Stars at the time. We were taking her there and doing press. I was doing all the red carpets, the gifting suites, the Golden Globes. I mean, that was really, it was really during that time where I was barely being paid as an intern, where I really met so many of my media contacts that I still have relationships with today. And I continued there. And then ultimately it was hard for me to stay because I am a Canadian citizen. Mm. My dream was always to marry an American and get dual citizenship, but that never happened. And I ended up coming back to Montreal. My husband was here and we had met at the time. So I wanted to move back and I ended up being the director of public relations for one of the largest online shopping clubs at the time, which was called beyond the rack. Do you remember guilt group was out of New York? Mm, Remember that? Yeah. 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 So I was there for six years and you know, when I started, I had all my media contacts. I was basically the spokesperson of the company. I was doing interviews on Extra, Access Hollywood, um, Good Morning America. I was traveling all over. And it was during that time, a few years in, that PR really shifted into influencer marketing. And that's when Twitter and blogs blew up. And I remember I had paid, I said to the CEO, I said, okay, Lindsay Lohan and Khloe Kardashian, they're the two biggest celebs on Twitter. And we need to get them talking about our company. And he was like, how much do you think it is? I'm like, well, I know Kris Jenner. So, you know, I've worked with her before. So let me reach out and see what type of deal we could do. And I knew who Lindsay, who rep Lindsay at the time. And I remember paying Lindsay Lohan, I think it was $3,000 to tweet about the company. Khloe Kardashian at the time, also around, I don't know if it was like 7,000 max 10,000 at the time. And they tweeted about the company and the website crashed. It was the biggest sales day in the history of the company. And it was really such a pivotal moment in my career where I was, where I just said to myself, wow, PR is shifting. It's no longer getting, you know, the brands that I'm working with on the view or Ellen DeGeneres product placement. It really shifted into this influencer marketing. And I already had so many contacts from my time in LA that I eventually started working with other celebrities like Bethany Frankel and the housewives. And ultimately I ended up getting pregnant with twins. I decided I I was on bed rest kind of at that time and I wasn't able to travel as much anymore. So I went off on my own. This was about nine years ago and I was repping brands at the time, putting together influencer campaigns. And during that time, I was working so much with the influencers and celebrities that they had said to me, wait, we need a publicist. We want you to help us. And it's really that Mm. that shift. That's where the shift happened. And I just started working with influencers. So no, like press release, like I went to school for, for communications and public relations, advertising, no press releases, media, kit. like when I studied PR, it was that it was like that's a press release, doing. a media kit, like all that shit. That's what I was. That's what you were doing before. That's what I was doing. I was writing all the press releases. I was releasing it through the wire. I was the wire, exactly. PR wire. Right, right. Yeah. It's so different today. So if you guys don't know, Lori represents people like Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright, Hannah G and Dylan Barber, uh, Blake H, Serena Pitt. Abigail from from last season, so many people. How does it usually work for you 
to get them on your roster or do they come to you? I know you get asked this question a lot on your Instagram too. So I want to say at this point, I, I feel like it's word of mouth at this point because everybody in bachelor nation specifically they're, they're a family and word travels. So a lot of people will put me in touch with somebody or give them my number. They'll DM me, but Listen, I'm also just like you watching the show. Sometimes somebody really stands out to me and I'm like, wow, I really want to work with them. So I'll be the one to reach out. Mm. It's both. It goes both ways. Are there ever people that reach out to you and you're like, sorry, it's not the right. Like you just don't see that in them kind of all the time, honestly. And and I want to say that's one of the hardest parts of my job is, quote unquote, like rejecting somebody just because it's hard. We might not have the bandwidth. I'm a small company. I've always wanted to keep it tight niche. We're not a lot of people. So I I can't just, I'm not one of those agencies that represent hundreds of different reality stars or celebrities. The people that I do work with, um, I represent probably 40 or 50 people. We're about five people on my team, but we give them 150% of our attention. And that's, and we all support each other, you know, I'll put one of my clients in touch with somebody else. Like if Hannah, let's say she's launching her SETI app, like, you know, we have a whole group chat, Lori KPR group chat. We'll all support her. We're just like a supportive little family. And I want to keep it that way. You guys know I have a love and hate relationship with coffee. I love it so much. Sometimes I feel like the world is trying to get me to drink less coffee, but no, I want to drink coffee. There are doctors that say that even three cups a day will make you healthier. So Screw everyone else. And today I wanted to tell you guys about Bean Box. Okay. If you're a coffee drinker or if you're a person who needs to do some holiday shopping, you're going to love this coffee sampler from Bean Box. When I got it, it was so exciting because it's just different kinds of coffees that are different roasts and different flavors that are so surprising that I would never ever get to if not for Beanbox. Beanbox connects coffee lovers to some of the world's best specialty coffees with expertly curated tasting flights. Perfect for gifting. You're welcome. They even have tasting boxes featuring coffee paired with biscotti or chocolate, which I got. The chocolates were amazing uh, for a decadent treat. Every foodie will enjoy. You guys check out Beanbox. Okay. Give the coffee fanatic in your life an unforgettable coffee tasting experience with Beanbox. What a gift to yourself or to a friend or family member. Order today at beanbox.com slash not skinny. You can get 15% off uh, purchases of $40 or more. That's 15% off purchases of $40 or more with promo code not skinny when you go to beanbox.com slash not skinny. Can I ask you how it works like with money? Is it a percentage that you take or is it a retainer. Cause I know I told you this at, at dinner, I think that like, I remember when I was reached out to, and this is before I got signed by my agency. So I got reached out to by a PR place and they were, and I was like, Oh my God, this is so exciting. This is like a few years ago. And then they're like, before the call, we just want to let you know that we take $5,000 a month. <laughs> And I was like, okay, bye. Cause I wasn't making a dollar at that time, obviously. So I was like, but I know that usually with, with agencies, they take a percentage like 10%. Is that how it works for you? Yeah. So there's two, there's two parts to my, my company. There's the PR side 
And then there's the agency influencer marketing side. So mm. if I'm representing clients that are solely using us for influencer marketing, yes, it's, it's a percentage. If I'm doing their PR, it's a monthly retainer fee. And it differs with every client. Is that more like brands though that hire you for like PR and not people? No, people. Oh, people. So what does that mean? So what does doing their PR mean? Like, is it crisis? Is it like you said, getting them on Good Morning America? Like, what does that look like when it's not influencer marketing? So it's it's so funny that you asked that because I feel like PR is one of the biggest misconceptions, especially when I, you know, some of the stuff I've seen on Reddit, especially. God, you've got to stop going on Reddit, babe. I, I really, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that I never do. I sometimes do, but I'm, I mean, I'm definitely not every day and a lot of things are sent to me, but I want to say like such a misconception is thinking that publicists create these elaborate lies for their clients yeah. and, press. and I want to say that was true years ago, like 17 years ago when I worked at that PR firm in LA it was like that. Like we, if we had a red carpet event and we wanted one of our clients to really get a ton of press, we would really orchestrate like, okay, so don't wear a bra tonight under the black sheer top because then you'll have a wardrobe malfunction. So there was Mm. that years ago, but the PR that I do today really isn't like that. It's really, if I have clients that are on a reoccurring show or have reoccurring projects, like I've been working with Jackson Brittany for years as their publicist, doing their PR, getting them interviews on different media outlets, getting them into events, everything media relations related. But then I'd say in terms of bachelor people, it really, it's dependent on what, what's going on with them. So if someone's releasing a book and they need my PR help, if someone's mm. dealing with a crisis, if they need my PR help, yeah, it, it, it really depends what the circumstances. That it's such an interesting job like do you ever feel like because you said you were into like entertainment and Hollywood and shit which like I feel you I was the same fucking way and I was at at the supermarket just not paying for the magazine just you know hanging out with the by the cashier did you ever because I think I was the other way where I knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to be you know in the for- the forefront like I wanted to like be in entertainment but I think because I was I grew up in such a household that was like, you have a, have to have a career and, a, you know, a major and a, and, and, and a job like a nine to five. Then I just made my mindset kind of like, okay, you can't work to be, you know, an actress or an entertainment or a host or whatever. Cause that just happens to people and they get lucky and you're not going to put all your eggs in the basket. So work towards something related, which was, you know, advertising PR. And that's literally why I chose it because in my mind, doing anything in the industry in the forefront can't just happen and you can't just get it. And I'm not going to be one of those people that sleeps in their car to like, you know, make it. So it's okay. Then, then I'll just be in the back and, you know, do that stuff like PR, um, advertising and, is that like that for you at all? Like, did you have the inclination to want to be the influencer, the person on reality TV? I personally don't want to be on the forefront. I don't want to be an influencer. You know, I obviously have so many companies that ask me to promote things specifically locally here in Montreal. And it's rare that you're going to see my face. You know, I don't know how you do it. I'm so uncomfortable. (laughs) I, I mean, 
Kevin and Astrid for my birthday as a joke, they bought me a tripod. And I'm like, I'm dead. What? what? Like, what, what am I going to do with the tripod? But yeah, I, I, I don't know how people walk in the streets and you do it all the time with your yeah. AirPods on with the phone in front of you, mm-hmm. people walking by about to get hit by a car, people judging you on the street. Yeah. No, Looking like an I, idiot. Yeah. You know what? It's good, though. If I was your client, I wouldn't want you to want to be, you know what I mean? Like you don't want that. Like you want someone that is able to kind of support you being in the, in the forefront and being proud of their own job, which is like helping you and, and doing all the shit, you know, but, but I feel like, yeah, it's good that I, you know, didn't continue my, um, but I did love it. I did love learning about it. And I really hope that, you know, $45,000 a year helped me in something that I'm using in my life today. I do, I do see such a difference in clients that have worked prior to blowing up as an influencer that had that five job that really understand the value of it. And Lori, you have to also know, and you have to, I mean, I'm too self-aware for this shit. You have to know, like, I know in the back of my mind, if this all goes away tomorrow, I can get a job, you know, like, I can provide for myself. Like I am living my quote unquote dream. And I'm like you said, you feel about your job. I feel like about my job. Like, so like, I can't believe I get to do something that I love and get paid for it. But I'm also very aware of like, wow, this is incredible. It's too good to be true. It's all this shit. So if tomorrow I wake up and it's not there, I know that I, you know, I I can get a job and do something else. It'll be sad. I hate going to the fucking office. I hate it. My whole life when I worked in offices, I was the worst. I was the worst employee. It's like I'd be on cigarette breaks. I would. I was fun. I was fun for the other people in the office. Like I was the girl. It's like, oh, you want to go out for lunch? Yeah, I went already, but I'll go again. But I definitely (laughs) wasn't the um, because I think in the back of my mind, I always knew like this isn't going to be what I'm going to do forever. And I was always reaching like for more. Like I was always, I didn't even know, you know, I I tried writing a book when I was like 20. I I went to acting classes when I was younger. It's like, even though I was, couldn't let myself focus entirely on those things. Can I say something now? Of course. I want want to say something because I don't think people realize someone like you, and I have so much respect for you. And this is the reason why you didn't go on a television show. Mm-mm. to gain your following, you know, you literally, I remember following you, you had 50,000 followers. Oh, that's when you started. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I started. I'm an OG. And now you have close to 500,000 followers. You've built such a, such a f- dedicated fan base and family. And you're so dedicated to it every single day. You know, I know that you must have days. You're a mom and you're, you have a baby. You don't, I'm sure you don't want to do this every second of the day, but you are so dedicated to it and you've built it yourself from the ground up without a TV show. Yeah. You know, people that go on the bachelor, let's be honest here. It's, yeah. it's the TV show. That's really giving them a million followers. Right. 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 You work for every, for everything. And I just want to, anyway, I just want to point that out. You're so sweet. And it is, it does feel different you know, cause I, I am aware of that. I have friends in reality TV and a lot of times they'll even tell me like, even if they, they have more followers than me, they'll say like, it's a different vibe. Like 
if you're a self-aware person, you know where they came from. If I could even choose and go through my followers and be like, I just want people to follow me that like want to be here and are positive and, you know, that I would even have less like and when you're on reality TV, you never know out of that, those million that are following you, how many want the best for you? How many truly support you? How many are there to watch you crash and burn? You know what I mean? So it is a scary place to be in. So thank you. You're so cute. And I really you're such a positive person. And the fact that you got me out of bed, it was the day I interviewed Addison Ray. I had the craziest fucking day. You guys, I was, I shot my pants like five times before Addison Ray came on. It was such a huge deal for me. Obviously I get home. I'm exhausted. I'm in my nighty, which I'm traumatized by that nighty now because you FaceTime me with a thousand bachelor girls that I think <laughs> I like burned it. Anyway, I'm in bed with my nighty and I get a FaceTime call. And I don't even think I had your number then saved. So I like call it back and I'm all of a sudden you pop up. You, Rachel Kirkconnell, Abigail, Serena Pitt, Hannah G. You're like, hi. I'm like, what the fuck? And you were like, we're going to dinner. Like you have to come. And I was like, I'm in my nighty. And you're like, exactly. You're in your nighty. You're like done with your shit. You can come. And you had a point. I think that's what got me out of bed. It's like you had a point. It's not like I was like busy doing something. It's like, right. I'm in my nighty. It was 7 p.m. You can come. And somehow you got me to get out of my bed, out of my nighty, back into clothes after a crazy day down to Tao, which is like insane. And like, just imagine like the bachelor girls, like times like a million, just like that kind of like kind of bougie looking, hot, tall, skinny crowd. And then I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this bitch got me to come. But you immediately like just felt so at home to me. It's like, you're so loving. You're so supportive. You're so great. You were drunk and screaming, Commanda all over fucking (laughs) Tao. I'll forgive you. I was definitely not drunk. I was definitely yelling Commanda because that is just the best ever. But my, my girls really, we all wanted to meet you fine. Like we've been talking, but I wanted to meet you in person finally. And my girls are huge fans of yours. Huge fans. There's, they I mean, were like, we, we're more we, excited to meet her than like Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh my God. They're so nice. And I got all the fucking tea, which I didn't spell, but I got all the Bachelor in Paradise ending tea. And I was like, oh my God. Rachel Kirkconnell blew me away with how gorgeous she is. Abigail, Serena are so fucking sweet. Hannah G, I found out you guys, I didn't, but I I found out that I was blocked by Hannah G at that dinner. I didn't know why. It was the funniest thing. It was a moment out of- And she felt so awkward, but she definitely did not block you. Lori, I was blocked. You guys, so I put up a picture. I go to tag all the girls and I'm like, and then I tagged it and then I I was drunk too. Then I get a message from my sister who's like my sister and she's always on top of my shit. She's like, Amanda, you tagged the wrong Hannah G. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I go back and I'm like, oh, it was the wrong Hannah G. Try to find a Hannah G. Don't find it. Don't find it. I'm like, that's weird. Hannah, can you come put in your handle? And she puts it in, doesn't come out, doesn't come up. And you had just told me the story there about that happening with someone with Jax, that you were at Jack's house. Dylan. With I brought Dylan? Hannah and Dylan to Jack's and Brittany's house and the same thing happened. He went to tag. But with Jax, but- it's not surprising because he, he actually blocks everyone. Like before he knows you, he blocks you. And then if he likes you, he'll unblock you. That's what I feel like. He, he has like every bachelor person blocked because what happens with Jax is he gets you know, jelly. Jack, he's jelly. He he's he follows me on Instagram because he knows if he unfollows me, I'll just go into his Instagram and follow myself back. Wait, why does he unfollow you? 
No, no, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. No, because he had followed me for a while and was like supportive and like commented nice things like, Amanda, I love your work. You know, my sister and I, and all of a sudden I look again, I'm like, he's not following me. I I did something to piss him off. I did. I pissed him off. I pissed off Jaxie. Oh my gosh. No, but what happened was I think he sees me posting a lot about bachelor people and he gets probably annoyed. (laughs) He gets He just blocks. But But actually, I don't even know if he was able to unblock Dylan because he has so many people blocked. We couldn't even find Dylan's name. Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like a ja- blocked by Jack. I'm like really, again, just flattered that I'm not blocked by him. But anyway, so I tried to find Hannah, couldn't find her. And I was like, Hannah, you blocked me. Now, luckily, there was like no reception down at Tao and we could blame it on like, OK, maybe there's a glitch. But then we I told you the next day I was like, I remember go into Hannah's phone unblock me. Like, so this is kind of a Mandy Moore situation for those of you who know, because I don't think, and I told Hannah and Hannah was, she's so sweet. And she was so like stunned and felt so uncomfortable. She's like, I don't, I don't, I I was like, Oh my God. What, what? I was like, I think I made fun of you saying Ganoshi once, but I really don't think there was anything more than that to say, you know, like, I don't think I ever, she's, she's not a mean person. She never does fucked up shit. I think I've maybe made fun of like funny shit, like when she said Ganoshi, but that was about it. And I had Dylan on my, on my podcast and I loved him and he's such a vibe. He's gonna listen to the, She didn't sleep that night because she was, she felt so bad. And now she's going to listen to this and she's not going to be able to sleep again. But she followed you back the next she day. Did, she did, she did, she did. She I wonder. Like, I felt so bad. You know, she, she legitimately is the sweetest person. No, she's very sweet. It was a day before her. She did like a fashion thing. She was so nervous. She was so oh, nervous walk and Sherry Hill. Yeah. To, to walk it. And I was like, oh, my God, but you're gorgeous. And, and so just, you know, you guys, even bachelor girls get get nervous. And, and, and I think are very also it felt to me that they are self-aware. Does it feel to you like these girls that come out of the bachelor? I, I'm assuming you wouldn't work with girls that aren't. But like, what's the vibe? Do they come out and they're like, I want to be famous. I want my followers to grow. I want deals. I want campaigns or like do they ever feel kind of like weird about leaving a show, getting so many followers out of like being on the show, nobody really knowing them. And from there having to deal with that, because that's a lot of responsibility getting thrown at you and everyone looking at your, your every move. Yeah. They're, they come off really anxious and looking for guidance. Mm. Really, really anxious. I don't, I, I don't, I've never encountered a client that has come to me like, let's go ready with my <laughs> followers. Let, no, they're even, I have to have talks with some of them saying, listen, you need to show yourself more on your Instagram. You have this huge platform now. Yeah. People want to hear from you. You just need to act natural, you know, yeah. Yeah. and they have a very hard time with it. They are self-conscious. They're insecure. They don't want to make a mistake because we know what cancel culture is like now. So there is a lot of that, but with time, they, they get, they get used to it real quick. Okay. You guys pill club is the way to go right now. Life is stressful enough. Access to healthcare shouldn't be. Luckily, getting birth control is one less thing you have to worry about. With the Pill Club, you'll never have to make a trip to the doctor or wait in line at the pharmacy ever again. They provide access to care from the comfort of your home and delivery to your door in discreet packaging. Do you need to renew your birth control prescription? Want to switch up your birth control? Maybe you want to try it for the first time. Whether you know the brand you want or you need help finding the best option, the Pill Club medical team has your back. 
The Pill Club is a birth control subscription prescribed by a medical professional and delivered straight to your door for free. They carry over 120 FDA approved brands. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. You guys, the Pill Club really makes your life so much easier. Why would you have to go all the way to your gyno to get, you know, a refill? Really, there's no need for that in 2021. The Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash not skinny, they're offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every not skinny but not fat listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's thepillclub.com slash not skinny to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. That's thepillclub.com slash not skinny. You have to use this link to make that donation. Okay, you guys, if you haven't switched to natural deodorant that doesn't contain aluminum and all that ish, then you've been living under a rock and literally you haven't even taken the first step towards being like a healthy conscious person. Um, so I wanted to tell you guys about Native and offer you a great discount code, 20% off of Native deodorant. You probably know Native because it's one of the leading clean deodorant brands out there, never uses aluminum, parabens or sulfates, but keeps you smelling amazing, meaning it works. A lot of those clean deodorants don't work. So the first question that I get when I mention a clean deodorant is like, but does it work? So it does. And it's good for you. And it's also good for the planet because they have a deodorant made of 100% paperboard packaging. They're vegan and they never test on animals. They're also having an amazing holiday collection with scents like candy cane, sugar cookie, and fresh mistletoe. So my favorite of the three holiday scents is sugar cookie. It's so sweet and cozy and just makes you feel like you smell like the holidays, honestly. Anyway, you guys, Native Deodorant, one of the best clean deodorants out there. They have like over 15,000 five-star reviews. I know you're going to love them too. Uh, I got so many people turned on to Native. So to get 20% off, go to nativedeodorant.com and use code NOTSKINNY for 20% off your first purchase at checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com and use code NOTSKINNY for 20% off your first purchase at checkout. So you were there, you were working with Blake H with the whole Bachelor in Paradise drama. If you guys remember, this was like a couple seasons ago, maybe three, two or three seasons ago where it was stagecoach. Blake was in the love triangle. It kind of came out, exploded on Paradise that he had a thing with Caitlin and the next day slept with Christina and then like and flew to Hannah G. Oh, Hannah G. Wow. Yep crazy world. Very, very, very incestuous bachelor nation. And you were by his side. So was that like a crisis PR moment? Oh my gosh. It was, I've said this before publicly, but it was one of the hardest times in my career because I was really watching someone suffer mentally, physically, and in every single way, he was just completely distraught. I was really, really worried about him. It was tough, but you know, he, He's come through it and I feel like he's grown so much since, but it was, it was a definite. Wait, did he ask you then your advice? Cause he had posted those texts with Kaylin. Yeah. Did he consult you before? Did you see it and then have a heart oh, attack? Yeah. I mean, for weeks, for weeks, he consulted me about it. I talked with him for hours. He talked with 
tons of bachelor people, big names in the franchise. It, it was part of many, many discussions. I remember my advice to him was that releasing those text messages, it's not going to fix the problem at all. But at the same time, he felt like his hands were tied. He knew that by showing them like the truth would, would be there. And you know, his mom was getting death threats to the school that she worked at. Wow. He was being, he was getting death threats. I mean, he, it, it was a really bad, bad situation. I'm not going to get into full, full detail about it, but he did what he felt like he had to do. And it's still, I think it's still a very tough situation. I think him and Kaylin saw each other at Ben Higgins wedding this past weekend. I'm sure there's still some awkwardness, but you know, I felt for her. T- I felt for her too. I felt for everybody involved. It was just uh, an icky situation. Would you drop a client? Because I know, for example, you know, Stassi Schroeder, when she went through the shit she went through on Vanderpump Rules, like, I'm pretty sure everyone dropped her, including her, her agencies, her public relations. Like, do you see yourself in a situation where a person, you know, a problematic past has come out with Blake? It was it was girls and stuff. Right. But like, do you ever think about that? Like, would I drop the person? Would I try to work through it with them? Did you even have that thought with Blake? Like to, to step away? I would would have never stepped away from him. No. Like I said, my clients are like family to me and I would never leave them. But would I stop working with someone? It depends how bad it was, right? If, If their values completely do not align. I'm not talking about, listen, I'm Canadian. I know it's a p- politics are a huge thing in the U S what, whatever, uh, you know, I, I don't care. I'm Switzerland on that just because I'm Canadian and I'm going to leave that in the U S but in terms of racism and, and, and tough categories like that. Yeah. If, if something was really bad and did not align with what I believed in, and I didn't feel like you were a good human being. No, I absolutely would not represent the person. Yeah, it's weird because a lot of times there are people that like you're like, okay, they made a mistake years ago, but then there are people that their whole character is not who, you know, the public thought they were. But but that's that's tough. I hope you're it, it is tough, but at the same time, like it it depends on the circumstance. Like someone like Stasi, you know, you have yeah, I would look at it more so. Is this somebody that you think could really learn from it and yeah. grow? Yeah. And could you really help them, you know get to that level of understanding and, and whatnot. So right. it, it depends on the situation. Right. I think that Stasi could have probably learned from it. Anyway, can we talk about the season of The Bachelor? What are you feeling? Bachelorette. What are you feeling okay. about our girl, Michelle, all the guys that she has, her front runners? Well, she's really vibing with Joe with Minnesota Joe, who's super sexy. She's really vibing with Nate, the the nose ring and the eyebrows. Yes. yes. So I, I mean, I find Michelle so refreshing. I really like her. I think she's super mature. I love that she's a teacher. There, yeah. If you're a teacher, there has to be this sense of, I don't know, patience. Right. Like you're a good person. You're a good yeah, person. You're, you're not making tons of money. You're working with kids and like snotty shit. Like you're probably a good person, most likely. Totally. And I don't know. I just, I really like her. I feel like she's very real. You know, she might not be the most dramatic and exciting like a Hannah right, Brown. Right. Season, oh, I, Hannah Brown. I, 
Oh my God. What? Oh, wild. Yeah. We need to talk for that about that for a minute because time is fucking passing with you, Lori KPR, and we have a lot to get to. So pause on the bachelor for bachelorette for a second, because like you said, Michelle, gorgeous. We love her. Is it the most exciting right now? No. And it's because I saw somebody post about this. It's because she's normal. Exactly. That it's not so dramatic because like she's just a normal girl, a teacher, a kind, nice person. So it's like, it's very like, kind of like monotone, like, you know, very chill. Whereas like all these crazy bitches, you know, Claire and shit, it's like makes for great TV. But anyway, Hannah Brown came out with a book like every other bachelor person. And, and in it, she said that her and Peter hooked up slash had sex at Dylan and Hannah, your client's engagement party. They saw each other. And this was while his season of The Bachelor was airing. And also he was talking to, apparently he was still trying to win Maddie back. He broke it off with Hannah, we know, with Hannah Ann. I was there. Okay. I was, at the engagement party. Yeah, I was there at the engagement party. And I, I mean, I, I really, I want to say I, I saw. The sparks okay. fly. I don't, I don't know how much I want to say, but. Well, Hannah said it, babe. So you're not saying anything yeah. she didn't no, say. No, so it was just crazy because Peter walked in. I remember seeing him walk in and it was like the president was walking what? in. And he was surrounded by this team and it was the team of Bachelor producers. Like, I want to say he was so protected by these producers because it was right oh, while his season his season was airing wait was that julie the girl that went everywhere with him people thought he was even hooking up with her at the time because oh there gosh, was a producer she wasn't, there. She wasn't, she wasn't. There. no mm. he was with a bunch of producers i remember i said hi to him and everything and I, I i listen i'm a viewer i i saw what went down with hannah brown at the beginning of his season and then I, I wanted to see what it was going to look like when they saw each other, when they locked eyes for the first time. And I yeah. was, I'm such a creep, but <laughs> I, I, I saw it go down and it was so awkward. Wait, it was I, awkward or was it like sparks? It was, it was awkward because Jed was there too. Jed was there. And it was the first time I think Hannah. Why Brown was, was Jed, Jed there? Because Jed is best friends with Dylan. Oh, Dylan and Jed are close, right? I'm, I remember Dylan promoting Jed's podcast that never ended up happening. <laughs> well, I think the franchise probably. That is, is such a weird friendship, line. by the way, Dylan and Jed, or is Jed more than we saw? Do you know? Like, because we didn't get, like, we just got to kind of hate on him. We don't really know anything good about him aside from him writing jingles. I don't, I don't know him at all personally, but. Dylan really thinks highly of him. Did he try to work with you? He did at a certain point, but I had, but I had said no at the time because it was just, yeah, it, it was too messy. It was messy. Yeah. Okay. So you see Peter, you see Hannah, like a viewer, I would fucking be, I would be taking a popcorn bowl and be like, <laughs> like what's going to happen. So you see Peter walk in. Is he in real life? Like, I was I was DMing you about this when this was going down because you guys, Peter, like we think Tyler C got the fucking like amazing godly edit on Hannah's season, which he did. But Peter, it's like this guy who he's good looking. He's a pilot. Right. Is he fucking like Brad Pitt getting all these women? I mean, he comes from a pretty dweeby family. 
He has like a dweeby kind of personality. But here he is play a playing minute, like literally playing with like five different girls at the same time, getting Hannah Brown to talk about him five times in the windmill, all that shit. So he got a lot of like hot guy clout, not like Pete Davidson, but like how did how did he become this like because looking back, I'm kind of like, is he even? So he he looks the exact same in person as he does on television. He's one of those. Exact, is he tall? He's so tall. He's really, really oh, tall. there it is. There it is. He's really tall. Whoops, he's a good dresser. He has that baby face. I Listen, I've talked with Peter a bunch of times. He's nice. Like he's a really, really nice guy. I connected with him really well. But listen, I think Peter's story is Peter, you know, he's he's a boy. He's, he's immature. Do I think he was ready for a relationship? Clearly not. You know, I mean, it was crazy. He was engaged to Hannah Ann. Then he met with, he had the hookup with Hannah Brown during the same time. And I know this because I represent Maddie Pruitt. He was talking with Maddie, trying to get back together with her. And then I think Kelly came into the picture. So listen, he's a young young guy. I'm sure he's learned from it all. Do you think that it's harder for Bachelor Nation dudes to deal with it? Because I don't know. Like, I know this is because, okay, you come out of the show. People are sliding into your DMs. Like, is it harder for the dudes to come out and kind of like be, you know, I'm with the woman that I chose to leave the show with or or whatever? Do you feel like because all these girls are not hopping around town with, with dudes or dating around, but the guys that come out of the show become hot commodities, you know, like Tyler C and, and, and Peter, they were seen with Stassi baby and Kylie and, and you know what I mean? They kind of, but you know what I'm thinking, Lori, maybe the viewership is so mainly female. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I'm older, so I don't really get it. And I've even said this to Tyler. I'm like, wow, like you're, you're cute, but like, what's the craziness about it? He's like, I don't know, Laura. I don't know. But I, yeah. Yeah. I'll just say while I was at dinner with Lori, Jack's FaceTime deal with the baby. And I was sitting next to you. So I got a front row seat and Tyler C. I don't remember if you FaceTimed him or he FaceTimed you. But yeah, I mean, no. Is he universally hot? And this is something I talk about. There's like hot, like a guy that you find attractive. Like a lot of people think MGK is super sexy. A lot of people think that their own husbands are really hot, but nobody else thinks it. With Tyler, it's this universal, you know, hotness, which like whether or not you think he's you know, you're going to die and and wet your panties. But like, you know, he's hot. You know, he's good looking. Nobody can take that from him. But, 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 but with Peter, it's like, yes, he's good looking. But this amount of playiness, it's like, dude. And then he's like, you know, decorating a Christmas tree with his mom. You know, there's there's some kind, there's some kind of like, you know, dichotomy here that's weird that I'm like, wait, who are you, Peter? Are you this like dweeb that like does TikToks with your mom or are you, you know, juggling five girls at a time? But I saw Peter go on Dustin, his friend's podcast, and he was kind of upset that Hannah didn't talk to him before she mentioned the book. And by the way, you guys, she also mentioned in the book that it like wasn't good, which is very different than her you know, three to five times in a windmill. She was kind of like, it wasn't there. It was like a bad, Yeah, it was a bad experience. 
I don't know. Commanda, I just don't know. Okay, you guys, I've told you this before. Do you know what the first thing that I did is? The the first thing that I did when I had that, you know, late night thought about starting an Instagram page called Not Skinny But Not Fat, I went to Squarespace to cop that domain that weirdly nobody in the world thought to take. So not skinny, but not fat.com was available to me. And even before I made my website and designed it using Squarespace, I made sure to get that domain. So nobody steals my amazing name. So if you're like me, you have any sort of idea, whether it's for, you know, a brand you want to open one day for a blog, for anything, get that domain. You know, it could be as low as $12 a month is what I pay. But moreover, Squarespace does everything like from domain to your website, online stores. It has marketing tools. It has analytics. Like you can do everything with Squarespace. You can create a beautiful website. You know, you could turn in your cool idea into a new website. You could showcase your work. You could publish a blog or other content. You could sell products and services. Literally, You can pick and choose to do anything with your own space at Squarespace, okay? From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Go to squarespace.com slash not skinny for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code not skinny to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash not skinny for a free trial and to save 10% with the code not skinny when you're ready to launch your website. Wait, what do you, okay. Now all the bachelor people are coming out with books. Is that what's in store for us with your clients as well? Or are you going to tell them you guys no more books? It's too obvious. I think it's a lot with the books. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. The clients that have books from, from, from my agency, I mean, Madison Pruitt just came out with a book, but it's different. Right. Typical bachelor tell all book. This is like a book that since before Maddie ever went on the bachelor, this was something that she's been working on and has wanted to do. And it's very much faith-based and inspirational Mm. and motivational. So it's, it's a different genre, if you will open book. Let's talk about all the tea in the back. I mean, but that's so juicy. You know what I mean? Like Kelly, you know, is probably seeing what Hannah's doing. Kelly even posted a story and it was like, maybe I need to write a book. I love to to hear from Kelly. And it's funny because I've hung out with Kelly a bunch of times and I I just don't understand. Like, when did you come in the, like, I don't understand it. It's so we need a timeline. Yeah, yeah. we need yeah. we need a better timeline because this is all very close in time. This isn't like a, you know, a year's, you know, a year went by. This is all happening kind of at the same kind of at the same time. And remember, she was sitting at the at the reunion when Maddie and Peter were there. She was sitting at at the reunion with his parents. Right. It was also strange. It was, it was a very, very strange. I wanted to ask you before we wrap up, what is the weirdest request you ever got for a client of yours? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Okay. Can you just tell the one? Can you tell the one? Okay. Number one. Yeah. Number one would be a wall street banker from New York city 
emailed me and offered to pay $10,000 to one of my clients for a pair of her used socks. And did she do it? (laughs) She did it. She did it. Three times. Three times. Yeah. I mean, listen, $30,000. Well, no. Okay. Ask me. I, I wouldn't do it. I would, I wouldn't do it, Lori. And I, if something comes through, I am going to bring it to the person. That was, that was her call. You know, what was he anonymous or did you know, did his email have a signature? Like, do you know? So he was anonymous. He did tell me he was a wall street banker and obviously, you know, she had to ship the socks to him. Um, so when I researched the address where it was going to, it was like a real, I saw the name and yeah, it's, it's a ritzy person. So, oh my God, the only thing like, oh my God, I can't, that is why I, I think the strange, I mean, the strangest emails, some are, it's from a couple, they're getting married. They, they wanted Jax Taylor, like crazy money. He didn't do it, but he it didn't like, do well, it. I could see Jax doing like, anything for money. No, he was like, no, he was like, they were like, well, we're obsessed with you. We want to fly you down to France and pay you $75,000 to come to our wedding. He didn't do it. He's he not, he's like, I'm not going to some random person's wedding, but yeah, like $75,000. I get other requests a lot from Maddie Pruitt from guys that just want to date her. And they're, they think coming through me is going to help them. And they give me like that whole resume about them with photos. There's, you know, a nice headshot of them, a photo with them, with their nephew, with the family I'm talking about like, I'm like, listen, this isn't Bumble here. You know, it's not Lori KPR at Bumble.com, but I get these at least I'd say 10 a week for Maddie. I've sent maybe two to her. Cause I was like, wow, he's actually really cute. Yeah. And so sincere. Wait, Maddie, I remember when the season ended, wasn't she hanging out with like Selena Gomez? Mm hmm. Yeah, they had a mutual friend. Oh, they had a mutual friend through the church. Being churchy in Hollywood can get you in the right crowds. You know what I mean? Totally. If I moved there, I'd be like, I'm converting to Christianity. Where is like the one Justin Bieber goes to? And I'm showing right the fuck up to make friends where, where they, you know, where I need to make friends. I think his, isn't his pastor, Judah Smith. Like the fact that I even know that. <laughs> no one's meeting at the synagogue. You're not meeting the celebs no. at the synagogue. Okay. No. You got to go to one of those. About, but before I leave, cause we, I need, I need to know, we need to talk about Kravis because I Kravis, don't. Babe, we've moved on to Keat. What do you mean Kravis? Okay. Keith, that's going to last 48 hours, maybe two months. What, what do you want to talk about? Oh, you're, you're anti-Kravis, right? I'm anti-Kravis. Like I, and in I, general, I or are you anti one of them? I don't believe that you're being honest about your obsession with them. I think (gasps) you're part of the Kardashian Jenners right now. So you need to support, but how do you support that? She totally transforms herself Mm -hmm. depending on which guy that she's with. Like, why does she have, you know, I don't, I don't agree when people say that. Do I think she transformed into punk Courtney for Travis? Yes. But when people say she changes for every guy, I'm like, she didn't look like Scott. She didn't look like Eunice. So I don't think it goes back in time. Do I think 
of course, like I make fun of it. She all of a sudden is like quoting the clash and shit. And I'm like, bitch, you listen to like Justin Timberlake usually like you're not listening to the misfits. You know what I mean? Like when they dress up as Sid and Nancy, I'm like, she does not know who Sid and Nancy are. Like there's no way though. A lot of people knew who they were, but, but do I think she kind of got herself into his world more so? Yes. But I think, I feel like Cord was going through like quite the identity crisis and we saw it on keeping up where she was like not wanting to be part of the show where she would always say about her sisters that they value that they have different values so I think she was kind of looking to throw herself into something else and I think it just worked could I see myself all of a sudden with like black you know lipstick and fucking no and it is weird because you're saying why couldn't she just remain who she is and dress the same way she dressed and be with this, you know, tattooed punk guy. But, it, but it's not just, it's not just the way that she's dressing, you know, and maybe it's the mom in me. And I'm not saying as a mom, you can't be sexy, you know, yeah. but it's Mason, for you. Son, Mason has Instagram. He has TikTok. He's seeing his mom straddling her new boyfriend or fiance and the tongue tonguing. And it's just, it's a lot. You know how That's you say like, it's a I lot. Love, I love your boomerang when you're like, oh, help. oh, the boomerang, the help. And then yeah. there's a lot at Stacia. OK, I'm going to be honest right here, guys. Does it ever, you know, and this you're going to make me, you know, betray my sister. But does it ever cross a line for me where I want to put the Tasha? It's a lot gift for Kravis. Yes, for sure. I felt it. And I and there is like a fine line because like I'm such a huge Kravis fan that like everything they post, I'm like, oh my God, and hearts and amazing and beautiful. And there are moments that it becomes too much, even for me, where I'm like, get in your seat, Courtney, sit in your own damn seat. Like I saw somebody write something with the caption, (laughs) like she hasn't sat in her own chair, like for how many months? Like, yes, I agree. It's become too much. But then again, you're like, I know for a fact that they are really in love and obsessed with each other. So how do you know for a fact? Did Chris tell you? Well, babe, you know, for we can all tell how in love they are. They are super duper 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 in love. I am afraid for them that it, you know, it's it's maybe a little bit too much. And I and I've mentioned this before. I have also openly talked about the fact that, you know, he's had reoccurring themes with Shanna with his ex. Like I see, and, and I'm I view it as the opposite than you. I think when people have to go on Instagram and showcase that much PDA and writing things like, you know, like I love you till I die or whatever whatever <laughs> they say to each other. I mean, they're trying to prove something that to the world that I don't know. You think it's there, you think that they're totally in love and they're gonna be together for I, I don't know. And listen, I'm not a Kardashian hater, I've watched it for years. Chris Jenner is my idol. I love them. Can't get enough of them. But I just, yeah, I'm not shipping Travis. You're not shipping. Are you shipping Keith? Listen, I think Kim is great. I think she's been through a lot. I think she's a hard, hard worker. She's dealt with Kanye West for the last God knows how long. Let her have some fun with her, you know, young. But, you know, I'm going to say something shocking. Like, I know I've told you guys that I get his BDE, but I'm not sure I do. I feel like Kim is a whole lot of woman 
And I'm not sure Pete Davidson can handle that. Like, I don't know. I looked at his picture. I was telling my sister their handholding picture that came out and we were just like, we don't really get it. And I asked her, I was like, do you think he smells good? Like, do you think he's that guy that smells like aftershave and cologne? No, I think he smells like weed. You know what I mean? But, like, but let her live it, you know? Yeah, let like maybe she wants the it. weed. Yeah, maybe she wants the like bad smelling. But like I picture guy. him with a girl, like I know he's had this glow up where he's getting the hottest girls yeah. in the past few years. But you posted yesterday of, because I just finished marathoning Maid. Yeah. Of the main character on Maid and how he's- Margaret Qualley, yeah. And that's who I picture him vibing with. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying about Kim Kardashian being too much woman because Kim is a mom of four. She's like this hardworking woman, like you said, who's been through so much. And she's such a powerhouse that not that Margaret Qualley isn't powerful woman, but she's like she's younger. She's like also in the same kind of stage in her career. Yeah, it seems like it would mesh better. But I'll tell you guys something. And you heard it here first. I know for a fact that Kim is fucking shipping him. She's shipping him hard. She's lusting over him. She really wanted to do this great thing for his birthday. And she's, I'm now just kind of afraid she's going to get her heart broken. Not that I don't trust her, you know, because she is smart and mature, but at the same time, like she's fucking in it and she's really into this. So I hope that, and for who wouldn't date Kim Kardashian? I would leave my husband be like, Kim Kardashian wants to date me. Like, of course, Pete's going to go with the flow if Kim Kardashian has her eyes on him. You know what I mean? But I just hope, you know, do I don't see him being long-term, but I just hope he doesn't break her heart. So when are you announcing that you're going to appear on their Hulu show? <laughs> I mean, you keep on asking <laughs> me this, Lori. And honestly, uh, every time, every time you ask me, I just want to be like, babe, when the invite comes, obviously oh, I'll be offended if I don't get, you know. No, no, it's happening. First of all, a bunch of them started following you. I know how much they repost your stuff and they DM you and they, you know, they're, they're viewing. Yeah, no, they're really, you don't always, you don't, you don't always announce it because we've had those conversations, but there's, they're sending you all their products. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Babe, no, I'm in the fam. Okay. I'm in the fam commander, which really, you know, caught on, but, but I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And I, I, I have to say this, like I'm a sport fan. Like I know you're not, but I don't know. And I know he, he's done so many wrong things yeah. and she deserves better than who he was a hundred percent. But I don't know. I, I feel like he loves her. Like he was with her before all the fame and the fortune. I, I don't know. I, I want, I want to see them get back. Listen, together. I was a sport fan too, but Courtney you gotta listen. I always say this, whether you're a Kravis fan, you're into the fucking shit. You're not. She's the happiest she's ever been. And she's being treated like a fucking queen. So wrap your head around that Lori KPR. And also, I think you need to like, you know, switch careers because you're so into this shit. You wouldn't shut up about it. And that's all you wanted to talk about on my podcast. Alrighty. You didn't want to spill the beans on your bachelor people. You want to talk about Kravis. That's all. I mean, you know, I'm so I'm because I love following you. I love your content and that's all you talk about. So I I'm, talk about it a lot. I'm not talk about that. Everyone, Lori KPR, you're a freaking angel. I love you. Follow her, Lori KPR on Instagram. 
where she posts a lot of public relations. Oh, really? Why? Who took Lori KPR? Some other bitch. I don't know. Somebody else, somebody else. And they're a legitimate person. So they could have it. It's okay. Okay, fine. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 